there, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help others find their passions by giving women the runway to take that one-day daydream to a thriving business. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, there's a splash of fun, lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and the deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like today's podcast. On today's episode, I talk with Alex Stead, who is a local photographer and just an overall amazing human. She talks about how she started her business at the age of 15. She talks about her journey to self-care and how life lessons have taught her how important it is to have a self-care routine. She talks about how to give yourself permission to fail and so many more gold nuggets. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's dive in. Well, welcome, welcome, Alex. I'm so excited that you're here on the podcast. Thanks, Gina. I'm so excited to be here too. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure to have you here today. I'm super excited. We just had a little chat and I'm getting to know more about you and I cannot wait for our listeners to hear all the goodies that you have to share. But before we dive in, could you just take a moment and introduce yourself so our listeners know who you are? Sure can. So my name is Alex Stead, and I'm a photographer. I'm currently based in St. John's, but I'm from the Twillingate area. Um, so I spent my childhood uh, copy panning and picking berries and just exploring the cliffs. And uh, that comes into my work a lot. So I photograph, uh, I say, big smiles and wild places. Oh, I love that. So, I did not um, know you were from Twillingate. I have my best friend is from Twillingate. Oh, cool. So I'm at Twillingate area. So I am from like a small town near a small town near Twillingate. It's just easier to say Twillingate. <laughs> yeah, no one knows where Bay is. That's awesome. So, um, so I grew up around the Bay and I'm still very, very tied to my roots. And that shows in my work a lot. And I work um, with couples on their wedding days. I work with... Uh, small business owners to create social media images. And I also do commercial work. So I work for Newfoundland Tourism, McLean's Magazine, CDC, a few other places um, as a a freelancer, I guess. So you are a busy lady and you do headshots as well, right? Yeah. So this is my, like, I work with small business owners and entrepreneurs. I do headshots and personal branding, basically helping them stand out of the crowd on social media. Nice. So if you're looking for some branding, you know where to go, folks. (laughs) I love it. Um, so have you always been involved in business or has this been something that's transitioned from one thing to another? Tell us a little bit about what was a catalyst for you to start this business in photography. Sure. So I was 14 when I got my first camera and I babysat for a whole summer in exchange for a uh, beginner camera setup. <laughs> oh my I, God. I love that. <laughs> so excited. I always had an interest in, we'll say like the arts and you know, going into teenagehood, I don't know if that's the right word or not. Um, I started getting really interested in taking pictures just on, I mean, at the time, like a flip phone, like it was, we are not in the iPhone category when I'm in high school. And good so, old flip phone. <laughs> yeah, so I get my first camera and I realized very quickly that I'm not going to become the master photographer instantly. Like I thought I was because I don't know where the memory card goes. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to charge the battery. I did not buy a lens to go with my camera. Didn't know I needed that. So you can't even take a picture. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is not what I signed up for. And at this point, I already spent so much money on it, right? Like I saved up for an entire summer. This is like all the money I had in the world was just like $400. Oh, my God. Set up. And I even bought it used. Like I, you know, I'm a kid, right? So I finally get my lens. I get a memory card. I figure out how to charge it. Um, a family friend gives me a little piece of advice, which is take your camera off auto mode and use literally any other setting. Fabulous. File that uh, away. Yeah. I spent like a year and a half or so taking absolutely terrible pictures, but constantly. So my camera Ooh. never leaves my body. I bring it to school. I bring it to family functions. I bring it camping. I bring it on hikes. I bring it to the swimming hole. I bring it to my part-time job. And everyone is so sick of my camera. 
And I don't even care. I'm so excited. I'm capturing, you know, at the beginning, just really, really awful pictures that are all blurry. They're all like, they're all out of focus and the flashes in people's faces. But you can see over the course of that year, the pictures start getting a little bit better and a little bit better. And every few weeks I like learn something new. I'm like on the internet and I'm Googling and I'm figuring things out. So by the time I'm, I will say like 15 a bit, um, I start getting, hey, Alice, can you take a picture for our Christmas card? Mm. Hey, Alice, can you photograph our baby's christening? Now, hey, Alex, our wedding photographer backed out last minute. Can you take pictures of our wedding? At 15. At 15. <laughs> so, wow. so then I start making a little bit of money and I'm like, oh, this is nice. Okay, I'm getting like 20 bucks here, 50 bucks here. I start doing little craft shows here and there, selling little prints. Um, nothing crazy, but that's when I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. So I think this was my catalyst is when I'm, I think I'm I said 15 and a half, we'll say. Um, I go to a craft show in town next over in like the local uh, stadium slash town hall slash library slash whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I decide that I'm going to pre-sell family sessions. Look at you doing a pre-sell back at 15 and a half. Yes. You were ahead of your game. <laughs> table set up with a tablecloth and I've just got a I printed off like a family album maybe at Costco or Walmart or something I don't remember with like pictures from a family shoot that I had done and I was like you can buy like a regular family shoot now for $20 or you could upsell to a family shoot with an album for like $80 <laughs> and I ended up with like 20 odd bookings that day it was nuts and I was like holy cow like this is a lot of money for 15 and a half year old me. Um, and so that was just like wild. And then I was like, I want to go to university. They're like I'm not a trust fund baby or anything. Like, I come from like a very yeah. nice, normal Bay family, sweethearts, but like, you know, <laughs> I was going to university. It was like kind of on me to figure That's that right. out. And I was like, I don't want to take a student loan. Maybe I can pay for photography. So I did up the numbers and I was like, I need about $10,000 a year to go to university, which, you know, again, I'm 16. I don't really know how the world works. I'm like, about $800 a month is enough to like live off of and pay tuition. <laughs> so I was like, I'll shoot weddings. So at 16, I booked my whole next summer with weddings and then I never stopped. So wow. that was, so I'm going on 28 now so you know a friend of mine jokes he's like you've been taking pictures since before you were born right I'm like yeah, yeah basically <laughs> that's incredible like, so you I never did go to university I did I put myself yeah. to university and uh starts and stops along the way because yeah. I love being an entrepreneur so much that I was like I would fit university courses in around yes. when I had time basically so it took me nine years to get my degree. I graduated last October, actually. Congratulations. Thanks, at 27. So I'm always like, it doesn't matter. There's no it real time. Like nothing matters, right? And getting a degree really, it, it was more at that point just to check it off my list. Right. Just thinking, like I actually did this thing that I set out to do. <laughs> I love it. So um, yeah, I took a couple of years off and just ran my business full time and then, you know, went back and uh yeah and here we are and now I'm just full-time entrepreneur this is what I've been doing this is my only source of income for the past however many years that this 14 years I guess oh and may yeah. I say that your photos are absolutely stunning Thank you. um my goodness if you guys get a chance we're gonna give her I uh, give you guys all her social media handles so you can check out her beautiful work but the, you uh, there's so many gold nuggets in just that story that you told I think my favorite part was when you started out, you weren't good at it. Yeah, no, it was terrible. <laughs> but it just goes to show like the power of consistency. I feel that we're in this world of instant gratification now. And if we're not good at something, when we first start, we quit. Yeah. You know? And I just feel like you have just portrayed the idea of not quitting when things are hard, like all summed up with a pretty bow on it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like basically my whole life is like fail beautifully. Um, mm. <laughs> I I remember reading a quote years and years ago, which was uh, do one thing a day that scares you. Yes. Right. And I know it's pretty mainstream now, but at the time I was like, that's really cool. I've never heard this before. I'm going to set out to do that. So I try so many new things and I'm so bad at like 99% of them. 
because everyone's bad when they start, right? Like of part of, you know, I teach these courses and one of my modules is um, you're going to suck and that's okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just it, right? It takes consistency. It takes practice. It takes figuring it out. And there's another quote by Ira Glass that I love, which is, you know, you, you get into this space where you have good taste. And when you start, you know, you have good taste and you hate your work because you know, it's not right. up to your own expectations. It's, you have to go through like the muddy slog <laughs> of creating so bad work to get to the point where you're creating better work. And to appreciate the good work. Yeah. And so now when I'm doing something new and it's turning out terribly, I'm like, good. That's, that's grand. Because <laughs> you know, you're going to eventually, if it's something that lights you up, you're going to continue to do it. You're going to practice with that consistency you're going to be perfectly imperfect and get it until you are happy and satisfied. Yeah. And like, it's just fun, right? Like I don't monetize all my hobbies. Photography just seemed to be the one, but like, my God, like I paint watercolors and I started um, making rugs this year just for fun. And I find nice. I'm really foraging and um, I don't know. I can't, but like, <laughs> there's all these weird things that I pick up. I love uh, it. <laughs> I started like renovating my house. I'm, I'm no, you know, I'm not like pulling out pipes or anything. I'm not touching the electrical, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll rip something apart and be like, I'll figure this out. But that's a I really good that, attitude to have. Like yeah, once you have, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even just in business, like if you have the attitude of whatever comes your way, you're going to figure a way around it. Then that almost takes the pressure off because so many people let failure, the fear of failure, hold them back and they're stagnant. They can't move because they're paralyzed with this fear to fail. But if we take away the failure and we look at it and go, it's not failure, it's just figuring it out, right? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So, how do you overcome? Because I mean, we all have it. So, along your journey, you know, we put ourselves out there as um, business owners. Have you ever had doubt? <laughs> 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 no, Jared is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm superhuman. Oh, I have doubt every single day. Yeah, there's not like um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't um, mm. hate my work, hate myself, really hate everything I've done in the whole world, and then I call it being a burrito where you just wrap yourself in a blanket and sit on the floor and uh, feel sad for yourself and go, oh, poor ting, <laughs> poor ting. <laughs> they're so they're so bad at what they do and yeah but like doubt is there and it's normal and I think you experience doubt most when you're on your way to a good thing I think so too so the doubt creeps its head when you are getting better I don't think I had doubt when I was really bad surprisingly Ah. I I was creating really terrible work I didn't even think about it I was just yeah, like, I'm learning new stuff and it's really fun. It wasn't until I started getting better. It's like the iceberg. You don't know how much mm-hmm. you don't know until you know a little bit. <laughs> That's so true. And then the more you know, the more you realize there is, right? So, you know, I mean, at this yeah. point, I probably put in 20 or 30,000 hours in my career. Wow. Right. Um, and there's still so much that I do not know. Yeah. And if I let myself sit there, it can become overwhelming and Mm -hmm. I'll be like, Oh, there's no way that I can charge people for my work when there's still all this that I don't know. But if I come back to myself and, you know, calm, say clamp that part of my brain down, it's like, no, I I know I do good work because I've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Other people tell me, and I know within my heart that I like what I do and that I'm good at it. Absolutely. So it's just a constant battle every day of, balancing you know the two parts of your brain I think definitely well I think anytime you up level and you put yourself out there and you're growing the ego has a tantrum oh yeah you know and it wants to keep you safe because anything unknown your brain is like "Uh uh-uh fight or flight get back here this is your comfort zone and in your comfort zone our brains have certainty but the moment we go uncertain the way that our brain works is it needs to complete a thought. So it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Come back, come back, because it's waiting to know that certainty. So I think that's why as you continue to grow, myself included, you have that doubt. But is what you do with the doubt when you get it. Definitely. Yeah. Like even just like an example, this morning I woke up at 530, um, sweating 
and full of anxiety because I'm launching something new soon. And I was like, oh no, people are going to say stuff about that. They're going to say that Alice isn't good enough to be teaching. Alice isn't good enough to be who does she think she is? She's too big for her boots. And I, I sat there for like a little while because it's 5 30. I'm not quite awake enough to like, <laughs> yeah. So once I wake up and I start like writing my, like, you know, I'm doing my morning pages, right? You get up and you just write and you don't censor yourself. You're not allowed to cross anything out. You're just writing your train of thought. Yeah. And um, are we allowed to swear? Yes. Okay. So as I'm writing down all these doubts, I just stop myself and I write, so fucking what? No people talk about me. So fucking mm-hmm. what? That's right. The people who I care about their opinion, like my mentors would never, they would be like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. My clients are going to be like, I'm so proud of you. It's only the people who, like I, you know, their opinions, like they, they got to bounce off because the yeah. people that I genuinely care about their opinion they're yes. not going to be saying, they're not going to say I'm too big for my boots. And like, I know myself, like I've already, the thing that I'm launching, like I've already done it before. It's just changing the format of it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that like, you know, I'm, I've taught classes before and my students have gone on to like become amazing photographers. Like one of them, like her pictures are in magazines and someone else is like an amazing family photographer now. And every single one of the other hundred plus students is just taking better pictures of their own families. That's right. So what I'm doing is is valuable and important and I shouldn't self-censor myself just because some person might be like dad Alex bye <laughs> well, look what she's at <laughs> but it's so true right and we li- unfortunately we live in a world where that criticism is behind a screen and it can happen very quickly people are very judgmental especially with things that they don't understand so for somebody who has never dipped their toes into what you're doing how could they possibly understand? Yeah. But it's so interesting how the opinions of other people can hold us into this, this panic and this fear where we actually don't move forward. Because a lot of my clients too, that's one of the very first things that we overcome is overcoming this fear and this imposter syndrome and dealing with this inner mean girl or inner mean person or whatever you, um, you can relate to there. But it's, it's the thing that holds most people back. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always tell people whether they're coming to my class or just out talking to people in my regular life, it's like, you are going to fail. Yes. Do the the thing anyway. (laughs) Exactly. And learn from it. And then the more you do that, then the less you fail. I'm doing air quotes, but you guys can't see it. Um, But I think it's part of the part of the, the process. And I think we become so comfortable into our routines that as adults in particular, we, we don't want to fail. But if we look back, and we look at our history, all of our failures have brought us to the biggest skills that we have today. We didn't start it walking, you know, like a natural walker, same thing with talking, same thing, all the skills that we have right now, we often forget that it took repetition, that it took failing, that it took things not happening for us to understand that we need to practice or fine tune it in order to get where we are. Yeah. And I think it just, it comes with whatever your thing is. If you're a maker or creator in any way, you have to create a large body of really bad work. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself, this is what I am doing. Yeah. I am going to create a large body of bad work first so that you're not, you don't fear the fear anymore. You're not fearing. I love fear. that. You know that what you're going to do is going to be bad and like wonderful and that you get to use this now to look back on in the future if you want to go that way. Like whatever it takes to get rid of that fear in your head of like, oh, well, I can't try this because I'm going to fail. Like, okay, what if we try to fail right from the exactly. beginning? Yeah, call, call it out. This is what I'm going to want to fail. Yeah, Absolutely. like a rough draft of a novel. Like it's your, it's yeah. your called a rough draft for a reason. We have to make improvements to it, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's what I'm always trying to encourage people to do yeah. is like, just like lean into it. Yeah. You know? No, give permission to fail. Like I am going to yeah. do this and then go from there. And I just think that we get so caught up in the expectations of other people and how we should be doing things and all this kind of stuff. And that's the things that keep us in this little safe space. And we're like, nope, can't go out there, you know? So it's it's understanding that failure is good. And one of the, the tools that I use often um, when I notice that my, you know, my inner dialogue is a little bit negative and I'm experiencing the doubt and the fear because we all have it. And if you're listening and saying that you don't, I'm going to call you a little liar because we all have it. Um, and I take the, the belief that I want to work on. So let's just say 
um, I'm not smart enough to be a business owner. Let's just say that thought comes up. Then I will actually stack all of the reasons why I am and reprogram my brain to focus on that rather than all the reasons why I'm telling myself that I'm not. So it's a cool little exercise. Um, yeah. So, and it's just all these little brain hacks, right? It's just finding ways to overcome it. So it's yeah. not the thing that drives you. I like doing the worst case scenario. Yes. So what's going to happen if you try this thing? And like, yeah. go down a really dark path if you want. Like, okay, so what's the worst thing that could happen if I try to take better pictures? You know, um, I don't know. For me, it's like always, okay, well, I end up having to like sell my house and live on my mom's couch. Mm-hmm. What then? <laughs> I love that. That's a really good journal prompt. So for anybody who's listening, can you say that one more time, uh, Alex, if you don't oh, mind? Like, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen if you follow this path? Yeah. And then even further to that, like if we stop and we look back out of all the things that we went through in this moment right now, we have overcome every single hardship we've been through. Every time we felt fear or felt afraid or, you know, felt doubt, we've overcome it every single time. So even reminding yourself of your strength and reminding yourself that, you know what, like I do have it all together. I do have courage. I am strong. I am smart. And look at the past as that reaffirmation that you've overcome every challenge that you've been faced with to this day. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you that power to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are a goal getter. <laughs> what would you say is, has been your biggest um, driving factor for you to reach your goals? I am very motivated by the next big thing. So. <laughs> I don't stay anywhere very long. I'm very much, um, my goals are a to-do list. Once I reach it, I sit yeah. and I twiddle my thumbs for like a few minutes, you know, or a week or two. And I'm like, okay, what's next? I love it. I so just, you're always I, up-leveling. I guess so, yeah. And up-leveling doesn't have to be like looking for more money or more clients. Sometimes it's like, you know what? Like I was working really hard and now I want to make time to take one full month to go berry picking. How do we make that happen? That's a goal. What do I need to do to take one full month off in September to just very big, just to be a little bear in a bog, right? Just filling my face with blueberries. Like if that's what I want, which is usually what I want. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> um, you know, I was like, how do I make this happen? Right. So it's it's not always. I'm not super motivated by. Uh, like money or things like I live in a tiny home (laughs) yeah um, but I'm definitely motivated by well what's next how do I make my life better easier more fulfilled how do I better take care of the people around me how can I help my friends reach their goals you know just that's really beautiful there's, there's always something to to bring to the forefront so I always have something that I'm looking forward to with a set of tasks that get me there I like that. And the other thing too, is that you seem to have a very good, and I don't use this word always, but you know, cause balance can be misconstrued sometimes, but you have a nice balance <laughs> of doing things that fulfill you as long as well as growing your business. So would you say that having time to yourself, people that you love, like time for them, is that like important in your business in terms of your mission? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's like one of my driving forces for sure. And how did you hold on to that? Because oftentimes, like I just think about when I started my business, it was very much at first head down, go, go, go. And we often forget about ourselves. So how important is this self-care and staying true to your values? Like, how do you do that within your business? So you're not working too much. You're not forgetting the important things for you. Um, Well, Gina, I learned from (laughs) failure. <laughs> failure taught me that <laughs> yes so there was definitely a period of my life where I did not right. do that and had very very severe burnout one year where I was just like I don't want to do this ever again um I got to a point in my business where I was like I think what I would like to do now is like buy a little cabin on an island somewhere and not talk to another human being ever yeah I don't I don't want to do anything else because I worked myself so hard that I like I couldn't work anymore um coming back from that was like okay if we are going to go back to work now we're going to put our you know my dad was just put your boots put your boots on go to work right i'm going to put my boots back on i'm not going to move to an island and become a hermit 
what needs to happen for me to like enjoy my life again? For me, that was um, making sure that there was always time for the people who were important to me, making sure that there was always time set aside for getting outdoors. For me, that's hiking, sitting in a hammock, cod fishing, going berry picking, these things that like fill my bucket. And I don't like just having one day to do it. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give myself a week or last year I gave myself six weeks, right? Like burn around on my pedal bike, really. (laughs) The more you share with me, the more I realize how like you're my soul sister. (laughs) Oh, it's incredible. And like, as you know, we had a brief conversation before we started, but we both went down that road of major burnout. We both gave too much of ourselves And unfortunately, it took that for us to learn that that was an important value and important in how we move forward in our business. And it's a really hard lesson to learn. I'm sure there are people who are listening right now who are probably feeling burnt out, who are feeling like they are at the edge of wanting to move to an island by themselves and not talk to somebody. What advice would you give them to start taking time for themselves in terms of self-care or taking a step back from their business and really focusing on the things that matter? Um, I'm very practical. And so I'll tell you what worked for me, which was I just blocked it off my calendar. And once it was blocked off my calendar, it was like in my brain that you have to do this now. So say this is uh, April, I would give myself two weeks in August that are blocked off. And I do this all the time. Do not book under any circumstances. Do not book anything. I like that. Um, and try really hard to hold yourself to that promise to yourself. And there's little hacks you can do too. It's like legit block it. So people cannot schedule time. Yeah. Um, So I do that all the time where I mean, you know, I don't have a month off this year for berry picking, unfortunately, but (laughs) I do have, there's like three or four weekends that are blocked off like five weekend, five day blocks that are like, do not book. I don't know where you're going or what you're doing yet, but you're going to do something you are going to leave your phone at home for five days. So, you know, I'm hoping a kayak trip is in there. I'm hoping a a nice big berry picking trip is in there. There's a few little things that I want to do that you don't have to schedule it all out, but you do need to create the time first. Yes, create that space for yourself that we so easily give to everybody else but ourselves. Yeah, and if you're like me, like as a wedding photographer, I usually book up a year or two in advance. It becomes really hard in the moment to take self-care time but if you know six months a year in advance you can look at your calendar and be like you know what i can definitely take this time or i can definitely take this time just schedule it off and then like the world goes on without you there's no such thing as like an emergency yeah i mean maybe like if you're a doctor and you take two weeks off maybe that's not ideal but if you know you're running a small business and people care about you like they're happy to see you take time for yourself And we often feel like, I think we hold that more for ourselves to fill, to fulfill a need like, Oh, I have to be on. But really one thing I learned very quickly is that we're all replaceable. Right. And that, that was a hard lesson for me to learn as well is that I could work myself to the bone, but I was totally replaceable. And that's a really hard lesson to learn. Um, So that's a really great piece of advice, blocking out your time so that, you know, in advance, But what about daily things? Do you have anything daily that um, our listeners could use to work on self-care and to make time daily for themselves? Not every day, but most days. I take my dog for uh, just a walk. Uh, I live next to Bannerman Park in St. John's. So usually at least every second day around lunchtime, we go out for a walk. And I try to leave my phone home. To me, that's like my phone is my connection to my business in the world. Yeah. if I can leave my phone home and either go for a walk or go visit a friend, go to a cafe for 20 minutes, it feels like I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you're a rebel. I'm leaving my phone at home. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm take a picture of my dog if my phone is home. It's like, I don't need a, an iPhone picture of my dog on my walk today. Like, I'll take my camera with me instead if I am like, ooh, I want to capture a walk. And I do that sometimes too. Yeah. But, Yeah, there's nothing so important that I can't wait half an hour for you to get home from your walk. (laughs) Exactly. And that's a really good point, too. I think we underestimate the power of nature and just getting out and taking that 20 minute minute refresher where we're just like, I'm leaving my phone home. I'm going. I'm just taking some time for myself. I just feel that we're so busy all the time. And half the time, people don't know what fulfills them because they don't allow that space with themselves. Like even walking, you also see people walking with their phone and they just can't put it down. And it's an addiction, really. 
Yeah, totally. I also try, I guess, like, and just another tip that I do is um, I don't start my workday until 10 a.m. Same! <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, is that, like, a bad thing? But um, I usually get up, like, I'm not an early bird, but I'll get up, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock most yeah. of the um, And I start making my coffee. I put on a record on my record player, sit behind me, sit down at my journal, my pop. Right. Sometimes my partner comes down with me. Sometimes I go right to work up to them. Right. I've got like an hour of just time to myself where I can listen to a record or read a book or journal. Um, and like, don't get me wrong. I also like scroll Facebook in that time, but it's yeah. just like my waking up time is very valuable to me that I don't wake up and go right to my computer. That's like yeah. not good for me. I like to sit down, take, you know, about an hour to get acquainted with the day figure out what I really need to do, what's going to be most important, what can wait. And I usually in that time try to like think about like, what's one thing I can do today that'd be like, make me happy. So yes. whether that's a walk or going out and getting a nice coffee at the parlor or just like calling a friend, even sometimes it was like, you know, there's people like I, I'm BAME and I have to call people on the phone. <laughs> um, you know, so I'll call a friend and be like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, just call and chat. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Just, you know, I think about like, what's one thing today that I can do that will just be nice. Yeah, uh, I love that. And so what I do in the mornings, um, I'll set an intention for the day. That's fabulous. So, right. So I, it's like, okay, how do I want to feel? What do I want to do? And I find that always sets my day. One of the new things that I've been doing lately that has really allowed me to create space is I noticed that some mornings when I was waking up because my phone um, is right next to me and we have like a light system. I have to open my phone to turn the lights on. So I would open that, but then I would go and I would notice my messages and I notice emails from my clients and I would go to that. And then I would try to go do my morning routine, but my day was already focusing on other people that it was so much harder for me to focus on myself. So now I don't touch my phone until I'm done my morning routine. My phone goes off at 8.30 and do not disturb. And it allows the space for me to be, okay, I'm disconnected. Let's just focus on me and what I need. And I always show up better when I do that. I love that. Yeah, that's fabulous. I need to start doing that too. I'm just like leaving my phone in the bedroom while I come out of the living room and make my coffee would probably, I'm sure I would feel like so much better even than I already do with my morning. Yeah, because I mean, some like, I mean, we all know what's on social media, even though I take pride in having very positive people on my social media platforms, there's always times when you're going to wake up and it's like sharing something and it's like, oh, your body reacts to it. And like, once your body reacts to it, it's almost like you're in this state of like fight and it takes so much longer to get out of it. So I feel so much better when I'm like, I have a record player too. That's why I was smiling when you said it. So like going out, I have a nice latte machine, getting my latte, listening to some relaxing music, doing my morning routine. It just sets the day up so much differently. Absolutely. And I can tell like the days where I don't do that, like I'm crooked as sin, right? By yeah. My like, husband will actually look at me and say, have you done your morning routine today? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I don't recognize the difference, but he definitely does. So I'm like, I'm going to go do my routine now. <laughs> I'm not I'm like you know certainly not perfect I'm not great at putting boundaries around like my evenings right Um, so having like at least that hour in the morning gives me that space to myself so that even if two or three days a week I'm working you know almost till I go to bed which I know it's not a great habit but it it happens (laughs) sometimes it Uh, happens I mean that that's life too right I'm getting a time in the day that is absolutely mine Absolutely. And the other thing too, is that in the morning, if the day gets busy, you don't have to fit it in. You've already done it. It's the first thing that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I find that very beneficial. So I know a lot of our listeners are, um, I was going to say photographers, um, are entrepreneurs who are looking to up their social media game, their photos. What advice could you give us? Because I'm a little bit selfish asking this question too, because I want to learn. What are some tips you can give us to enhance our photos as we're taking them? Yeah, sure. Um, So photography, I'll start with a little quote. Photography in Latin means painting with light. Ooh. Beautiful, right? So it's going to say sexy, but yeah, like that sounded really nice. (laughs) Good light is the basis for a good photo. Having good light makes a world of difference. You can take a picture on an iPhone that looks better than a picture taken with a professional camera if the lighting is good with the iPhone. The lighting is not good with a professional camera. 
I'd recommend like open up all your windows, face yourself towards the window. Um, and usually like play with like the, the angles of your mm. body and your products. So either really close or really far away, try to just like mix it up and, uh, and have fun with it. So, yes, <laughs> you, know, you know, if you have a camera or an iPhone, whatever, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Um, just take it with you when you're going out and get pictures of yourself in your life. You know, it's just so true enjoying your life. Like, you know, I posted a picture um, on my Instagram recently and it was like, it's not a photo day at all. Like I have this, this jacket that I call my sleeping bag. (laughs) It goes right down to my ankles and I'm wearing like a really stupid hat and my hair is messy. Um, Wait, is that the one where you said just get in the dang photo? Yeah. So I'm going to bring that up actually. So I'm so glad you did. I absolutely loved that post because how many times, and I'm going to say as women, um, because I feel with my experience, I hear women saying these things all the time, not so much from men, but how many times do women not get in a photo or scrutinize how they look in a photo? And when I read that post, I was like, yes. Yeah. That's the thing. I think we are so mean to ourselves and the thing is like other people don't give a shit they're just happy to see us like especially in our in your in your business feed like people love to see your face yeah you know so now like the general rule is like at least every ninth photo you should be in ah did not know that yeah and like i struggle with that like i hate being on camera there's a reason i'm behind the camera all the time right (laughs) i am not a model right but it's like I also need to exist in photos. Yes. Um, so like this day in particular, it was not a photo day. I didn't have any makeup on. My hair wasn't done. I'm wearing my sleeping bag. Um, but I got my camera in the car because I almost always have it in the car with me. <laughs> and so we're out with a friend and I'm like, well, can you just have a picture of me and Rennie? Right. And, you know, I wasn't going to post to social media first. I was like, ah, look at me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I put on weight. I'm this and that. Like, again, so fucking what? <laughs> exactly. And, and I like, love it. I know it. Like, yes. I'm bigger than I used to be. Like, okay. I'm and still hot. <laughs> but even, even further than that, like we don't always need to have makeup on. We don't need to be all put together. That's not necessarily who we really are. When I saw that picture, I saw like the real you, like, you know, it just shows your true self and you don't need makeup. Yes, makeup can enhance us. It can give us that boost, but we shouldn't always rely on that to be the indicator if we're in a photo or not. Yeah, for sure. And so this is just like, take your camera with you. If you don't have a camera, take your iPhone. Take it when you go on a hike. Take it when you go for a drive to a beach just to see water because that's what I do sometimes. Just I'm like, too. I'm so sick of the city. I just need to see the ocean. Just take your camera with you. and. Yeah take pictures of other things, but make sure that you also get in pictures and then share it if you feel comfortable because it's important for people to see you. So it's back to like business owners on social media, be seen, be visible, be in your feed and don't wait for like the perfect headshot session yes. when you've lost 10 pounds on your hair perfectly done, your eyelashes done and Botox and all the things uh-huh. because like you are who you are right now and your clients hire you for you. They don't need to be perfect. <laughs> no, and you, I... I may have been looking at your posts, of course. I like to make sure I know the people who are on my podcast. And one of the things that you said was done and not good. It was just done, not good. And I was like, how brilliant is that? Because oftentimes, once again, we're waiting for everything to be perfect before we put that picture up, before we do this. So you want to just explain that a little bit more and give your take on what that means? Sure, yeah. So my dad is hilarious and he's always said, you know, done, not good. (laughs) whatever Um, and then my partner and I use that as just like our driving force like you know there's no groceries in the house but you got to eat whatever done not good today we're having cheese and crackers (laughs) still ate it's done not good we're gonna get food in our bellies right um we don't have time to go for a really nice big hike on the east coast trail done not good we're gonna go for a walk around the block tonight um love it I think it's like it comes down to like done is better than perfect Yes, And oftentimes, especially I find with business, we wait and we wait and we wait until things are 100% perfect and the stars have aligned and it's the perfect timing and you've got your safety net and you're not going to quit your job until you've fully replaced your income. Yeah, I'm definitely more of the personality of 
you know, jump in the net will appear. <laughs> yep. I know it's dangerous. That's probably not good advice. Like some people do need to <laughs> whatever. Well, it's all come it all comes down to individual preferences and situations like I mean, I didn't have the luxury of making sure I had all this money in the bank account or, you know, and if I if I had that mentality, I would not be where I am today. So I do think that is applicable to a lot of people who are in situations where we don't necessarily have the control that we would like. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think put yourself and your creations, whatever it is that you are doing into the world in yeah. their imperfect failed state, if you want to say that as you go, I'm constantly editing, you know, like how I work and what I do. If I waited until I was a perfect photographer and, you know, I, everything was going to be wonderful with my brand, I would never have started. Yeah. And I'd be 14 years later now still thinking about being a photographer someday. That's right. So I think the message there too was like, just start. Just start. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny. Uh, I have a new course coming out and I was going back and looking at old videos and I was like, oh my goodness. Like if I had to wait once again, like you said, for it to be perfect, I never would have started. I never would be where I am today. I never would have had the progress. I never would have had the lessons on how to improve it. So, you know, just start. If there's something on your heart, it doesn't mean it needs to be all or none, but just start, put out your creations, take the photo, you know, dip your toes in that, uh, you know, that job or that business that you want to start. Just start, just start. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, so amazing. So a uh, quick question that I have for you, for anybody who is struggling in their business right now, um, who may feel stuck and may feel that they don't have what it takes to move forward in their business, what advice would you give them based on your past experience and things that have worked for you? I would say um, nobody's ever ready. Ooh. I would say don't take yourself so seriously. Yes. <laughs> and I would say turn off your phone and go for a walk and then come back to it. Oh my God. That's fantastic. And um, so relevant. Yeah. I think we all take ourselves way too seriously, myself included. Yes. Like nobody cares. No, <laughs> and no one's watching you. <laughs> and I mean, in that too, I mean, I don't want to be naive enough to say like, this is easy because it's not. Um, struggle is real. We all have different struggles in our life, but it's so important that as we're navigating those struggles, as we're navigating those challenges that we don't let it become our identity. Because if you if you step into that identity and you cannot see past your struggle, there's going to be a day when you're going to feel regret around it. You're going to be like, dang it. Why didn't I start that 14 years ago when I just had this burning feeling in my belly? So find a way to start it and find a way to you know see past it, ask for help and take a walk. I oh, love that. It's also like, I you know, say often with myself, if I'm getting stumped by like a new idea or I want to take another leap or I want to, you know, use it up level. That's, I never heard that before. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I do the, uh, what's the easiest next step? Yeah. It doesn't have to be film your course. It doesn't have yeah. to be go to get a loan from the bank just to buy a building. Yeah. What's the easiest next step? Maybe the easiest next step is talking to a friend about your business idea to get some like external validation. Yes. Maybe the next step is just like starting an Instagram account with a bad logo that you designed yourself. That's right. People like it. Like whatever the easiest next step, it does not have to be you're going 100% in. It can yeah. just be, I'm going to play with this idea and see if yeah. I like it. You know, I love that. What's the next easiest step? That's a really good one. And like you say, it's just moving forward. It doesn't matter if you're moving forward as giant steps, but small steps will get you to where you want to go to. Yep, right, totally. So. And like recently I was really stumped and I was like, oh, I'm, I, I know what I want to do. Like I can see the end goal, but it feels way too far away. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, what's the easiest next step? For me, that's like um, creating the sales page for it. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. Oh, and I feel that I we, that. we look, yeah. And, but we look at the end goal and we're like, it's so big, but what I do with my clients too, is we reverse engineer it. So, okay, this is where you want to go, but we're not going to focus on that. Like, let's go back. Okay. How can we make it smaller? How can we make it smaller? And then we break it down into these baby steps and they don't seem so giant and seem so unsurmountable because if we look at 
starting a business like that is a big 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 goal but if you break it down like you said into small actionable steps that you're like okay this is pretty easy I can create the Instagram account oh now I'm gonna do the next step okay you know so it's like breaking it down so for those who are listening if you do have a goal ask yourself what are the micro goals is what I call them what are the mini steps that you can take to get there yeah for sure love it Brilliant. I love, love, love it. Okay. We are going to do some rapid fire questions. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the way this works, I always get super excited. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and you have to say the thing that comes to your mind first. Okay. (laughs) Everybody gets so terrified of this part. Like this is the fun part. afraid of my own self (laughs) oh no there is no judgment here this is just for some a little bit of fun okay okay ready let's go excellent who's your favorite spice girl scary nachos or tacos oh tacos a nickname you used to have or still have uh steady ah if you could travel back in time where would you go Back before there was people. I like it. You said that like you knew exactly what you wanted. Okay. Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? Oh, Hermione. What's your favorite word? Grand. (laughs) Yes, I love that. What's your favorite go-to dance song? Like if you need to pump me up, what song are you putting on? (laughs) This is so embarrassing, but the Bruno Mars one. Um, The doo-doo. Do, 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 do. What's the name of it? I have no idea, but I love it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> da, da. yes, I love that one. Oh no, great it's one! Not my personality at all, but I freaking love that song. <laughs> <laughs> a dies for a good dance song. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? <laughs> Barry Pickens is what I want to say for you. <laughs> I would be like the top forager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the next top forager would be my dream job. <laughs> oh, I love it. If you could change your name, what would it be? I love my name, to be honest. I love your name too. I wouldn't change it. <laughs> love it. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, flying would be fun. Uh-huh. Texting or talking? Talking when it's people I know. I hate talking to strangers. Ah, interesting. Morning or night person? I'm a a solid afternooner. Ah. (laughs) Describe yourself in three words. Um, Takes big risks. Takes big risks. (laughs) Oh, if you were stranded on a tropical island, what two things would you have to take with you? Hmm. I bring a fishing rod and a hammock. (laughs) I love that you love hammocks too. Um, Tea or lattes? Uh, Tea, but I do love them both. Mm, Like cats or dogs? Oh, I have a dog that I love, but I'm a big cat person. (laughs) Would you prefer to eat in or dine out? Dine out. Would you rather climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? Yes. I'd eat one if I wasn't hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Are you spontaneous or do you like to plan things out? Very spontaneous. And would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Ooh, I think speak every language. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be. And this one's a little bit more serious, but what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? that you wish you knew earlier in your life? The right is for receiving, the left is for leaving. Keep them both in perfect balance. Oh, I've never heard that before. That is absolutely beautiful. Can you say that one more time? The right is for receiving, the left is for leaving. Keep them both in perfect balance. I really love that. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm so happy you're here. Now, can you just, before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and tell them all about this new course that you have coming out if they want to learn more about photography? Sure thing. Um, You can find me uh, on Instagram at Alex Stead. That is more or less where I live on the internet. So (laughs) that's that's where we can hang out. Um, I also have a website, alexsteadphotos.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Alex Stead Photography. 
but Instagram, that's, that's where I, I like to chill. So um, this new course I've coming, I'm so excited about. So it's called Learn to Love Your Camera. And it is for anybody who owns a camera that they are not quite sure where it has been living for the past little while. Maybe it is in a drawer or in a closet <laughs> or under the bed. And somebody that really believes in them spent a lot of money on this nice camera. And they got kind of overwhelmed with it and tucked it away. So if this is making you feel uncomfortable, this course is for you. <laughs> I love that. And it's available today, right? As we speak. Yes. As I said, you can go find, if you go on my Instagram account, like link in bio, it's all over the place. Um, so this course covers like everything you need to know as a beginner. It's literally, what did I want to know my first year and a half owning a camera? When I was taking all those terrible pictures, I broke down all the things that took me a long time to figure out. So we're talking how to get a good photo in 15 minutes or less, like crash course. And then like, what to do when there's no light? How to take a picture at a concert. Love it. Um, how to take a great portrait of anybody. Like all that sort of stuff. Beautiful. So it's a really good mix of technical and realistic. And it's just me being a doofus a lot of the time too. So I'm just sharing personal stories about my life as a photographer so that everything will, will stick, right? So it's a good yeah, little, it's not just me droning on about shutter speed and aperture. It's like, okay, here's here's the deal on this <laughs> got a little bit of flair <laughs> yeah so like it's fun we have a laugh I've taught this course in person to like I say 150 people now and every single person who's come has been like this was hilarious and wonderful and so now I'm just taking it online for the first time that's it that's amazing so for all of our listeners go and follow Alex on her Instagram page sign up for her course if you want to learn more about photography Alex, this has been so much fun. And before we go, do you have any last gold nuggets for our listeners to help them put a pep in their step and have a fantastic day? Um, go do terrible things and be proud of them. Yes, <laughs> go do terrible things. I love it. Thank you so much, Alex, for being here. You're amazing. Thank and I you, hope, so Oh, fun. no problem. This was so much fun. And I hope everybody enjoyed the episode today. Do you struggle with limiting thoughts yourself? Maybe you are experiencing the imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself and your business and your negative reel is really holding you back. If so, I have a free resource for you. Head to the show notes and click on the link to get it. I promise you it will help you and therefore will help your business as well. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you or someone you know would love to be a guest on the Keeping Real podcast, check out the show notes as well and let's get you on the show. Hope you have the best day and thanks for keeping it real.